Welcome to the Aesthetic Doctor Podcast. We don't shy away and keep secrets here. We empower you with education, telling you the truth about all things aesthetic medicine while encouraging you to be the best version of yourself. It's time to look great and feel good doing it. This is your host, mom, speaker, and board-certified physician, Dr. Judith Forger. Hello, friends, and Happy New Year. This is going to be the first episode of the year 2024, and I wish you a most wonderful new year, and I hope that 2024 is one of the best years yet for you. To start this year off, I am so happy to welcome my friend, none other than Dr. Nelda Maria Williams, who is a physician, mom of three girls, a wife, and a radiologist. She is passionate about wellness and well-being and passionate about exercise. So this episode is going to be all about the benefits of exercise and the benefits of community. Um, Nilda Maria has created a Peloton community with 6,200 members strong and growing um, where she shares cardio strength and Peloton workout calendars that can be completed in one hour or less daily. That's called power hour. So please help me in welcoming my friend, the incredible Dr. Nilda Maria Williams. Nilda Maria, I'm so excited to have you here. It's always lovely when you get to interview real life friends that are also <laughs> leaders and things. So first of all, thank you for taking the time to come on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You're doing amazing things. Thank you. So are you. So you know, this is going to be the first episode in January, and I thought it was just so fitting to have you on because I want to say the number one resolution that people probably have come January 1st is to increase their health, is to increase their wellness. And for a lot of people, that means setting exercise goals. And like I said in my intro, you are not only like a host of all amazing things, you are a coach and you know you are also a certified personal trainer and you put together this amazing workout schedule for thousands of people to follow so I think you're like one of the perfect people and your physician of course to tell us really about like I think we all know it but let's start from the beginning so what are the biggest sort of benefits of exercise not just for health but also for just emotional well-being and the ability to cope with things yeah, absolutely. So honestly, for me, exercise is more about the mental well-being as a mom of three little girls, seven, five, and three, a full-time position, my husband being a full-time position. And I mean, stay-at-home moms too are incredibly busy. I always say it'd be harder for me to be a stay-at-home mom than a physician. So I mean, we're all extremely busy. And for me, exercise is that time for self-care I like to work out first thing in the morning. So there's no excuses and I have it done. And then I just start the day so much better. I have so much more energy. I have so much more clarity. I feel much more just driven and I'm in a, just a better mental space, even later in, into the day when I get home for my children. So for me, I am <clears throat> motivated to exercise for reasons like that. I, I honestly have 
always, you know, exercised. I've been active in sports since I was little. I played, you know, high school sports. I was on the extramural teams in college. Um, I played USTA League tennis. So I've always been active. I want to say I've always been, you know, kind of fit. I've not been overweight. You know, there have been times where I put on the not the freshman 15, but it was after I graduated from college, the whatever you call that 15. And I did, you know, I did then have to get like a little bit more disciplined with my diet, really. I mean, I was exercising, but as we all know, it's a lot more to do with nutrition and diet than the actual exercise. So for me, the exercise has been more about the mental space and the mental well-being. And then also, of course, all the physical benefits. You know, I want to be strong for my children, just to be active. I'm able to get down on my knees and get back up and run and play with them. We went to an SEC football game last weekend and I was with them doing cartwheels and scared to death to do hands to hands with my seven-year-old that's doing gymnastics. So I just want to be able to do all those things for the rest of my life, you know, and just helping my husband with things around the house, carrying furniture. I love when he, you know, is like, I can't believe you can carry that, you know, helping with that. So yeah, just overall well-being is why you know, I'm, I'm motivated to exercise. And I hope that those are the same reasons that people can be motivated to have those New Year's resolutions, not just about, you know, losing however many pounds, but for all of the other benefits of exercise mentally and physically. Yeah, I love that you brought up a bunch of really key points, including, you know, like, the idea that, you know, it has become part of your routine. And you and I, I think we share that I mean, you much more so than me that, we like love exercising. And I think that's the other thing is like, once it's a habit, you kind of crave the feeling you get the endorphins, the agility, the strength that, you know, I'm not fast. I don't do anything that requires being fast, but you know what I mean? Like for some people, it's probably the speed, the ease. And, and so we really hope that people aren't just sort of driven to exercise because they think it will get them to a physical goal, but really for the love of exercise and that, you know, we don't expect people the first day to love it. Like, let me tell you, whenever I've taken a break, the first day is going to suck. So all you new year's resolutioners, like we are cheering you on because this is the hard part of making it part of your routine, right? Yeah, hundred percent. So it's about the habit loop formation is what you're talking about. So at first, you know, we can start with like an extrinsic motivator, like I want to lose, you know, 20 pounds, but then you have to go a little bit deeper to like the why. And you can think of the health benefits for being active for your kids and things like that. So kind of have different motivating factors going on. And then as you do the thing, you can have a reward for yourself. Like, okay, when I not just lose so many pounds, but say if I show up to work out for, you know, three days a week and start with the SMART goals. I hope all of the New Year's people look, look up SMART goals and use that model. You want a, a goal that's sustainable, that's achievable. You want to have, you know, motivators and a, a goal that's achievable, something that's like, you know, three days a week, not saying, you know, I want to lose 30 pounds in a month, you know, just start with like short goals and achievable goals. And then as you reach those goals, you can have a reward. Like I will, you know, buy a piece of athletic wear from, you know, wherever you like to buy your workout clothes. And then as you keep doing that, you know, keep doing this loop of, you know, achieve this achievable smaller goal and then have this reward. As you keep going through that, you will start to reap the benefits of like actually feeling good, you know, when you exercise. It's that discipline at first of showing up, it might be something that you don't want to do. You don't enjoy exercising, but we hope that as you find that exercise that you do enjoy and just as you start doing it, you do feel those endorphins and then you become intrinsically motivated to 
keep showing back up to work out. So at first you have these external things that are motivating you. Then as you achieve your goals and you are you know, doing this thing that you're working on, you start feeling the actual benefits of it. Then you will be intrinsically motivated to continue. And then sometimes, I mean, as much as I know that I, you know, I love exercise, I go through funks where I'm just, I'm not feeling it. And like, we just went through a house fire a month ago. And at first I would, there was just, just so much going on. And I thought that I would immediately be like working out as part of my like mental well-being through all of that but honestly just felt like I needed to sleep and so for like you know two or three weeks I was like I'm just gonna let myself just sleep and rest and then after a while I just kept feeling like a couch potato it was just not I was like I'm kind of enjoying not working out like this is great but then I started to feel like okay like I, my energy is down my mental like space is not as good as it usually is like I need to get back into my working out so at that point I wasn't as much feeling intrinsically motivated, but I just knew that I needed to do it. So that was where I just had to have the discipline to say like, okay, I'm going to get back into it because I, I know that I will feel better once I get back to exercising. And so what helped me with that was joining, you know, we're big into Peloton and there are these challenges called these power zone challenges. And they give you structured rides. It's three days a week. And you join this community of people that are following the calendar I was and it has a you know, specific start date. I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing, commit to this, and have this team that I'm accountable to. So I had to kind of give myself that, you know, in order to get back on the bandwagon. And then, of course, we can talk about you know my Power Hour workout group and that also helps me stay accountable. Oh yeah, that is totally on my list of things. So first of all, people, I quickly googled Smart <clears throat> Goals because I had heard of them, but I could not give you the acronym off the top of my head. So it's specific, measurable, achievable relevant, meaning aligned with your own goals, and then, you know, time-based. And the one thing I want to add to that I sometimes do, um, and I'm with you, like, I think there's a couple of things we're going to talk about of making it happen, but I love the concept of a minimum baseline, just like you said, you know, especially when I'm not in the mood for it, or I'm feeling tired, or I just had a hard day, like, I'm with you. It's a lot easier for me to work out first thing in the morning, because I feel like, it sets the tone for my whole day. Like, right. I already did something healthy for me. I already took care of my body. So then it's a lot easier to be like in this, like, Oh yeah, might as well eat a salad and lunch. Like, Oh, I might as well skip on that little Twix candy bar. Like, right. So I do love the idea of setting your day off, right. Just like you. And then, um, I also love the concept of a minimum baseline. So sometimes I will be like, instead of doing nothing, I will be like, okay, I'm just going to do 10 minutes of core or 10 minutes of arms. And you know, the lovely thing about Peloton, we're going to talk about Peloton is it tracks your minutes at the end of the year. And just like those little tiny habits stack, you know, first of all, number one, by the time you normally do 10 minutes, it's really easy to do another 10 minutes and another 10 minutes. And then before you know it, you've done like 20 or 30 minutes. But even if that's all you do, you know, at the end of the year, or at the end of the month, those 10 minutes really like add up. So what I was actually going to talk about, you brought up sort of your group and the value of the support community and accountability. It was one of the big things I wanted to talk to you about it. So thank you for segueing into it. So, you know, Nilda Maria and I, we met through Peloton, like what, like four years ago or something like that. And we have been friends ever since, met up so many times, went on vacation together, lovely times, but she has really become this like leader in the community. Again, for 
allowing others to have a virtual accountability group for creating community and really your community builder, right? You bring people together. And also I think not only do you motivate them by showing up and I'm sure it motivates you being like, oh, I'm the leader of this group. I can't be laying on the couch for three months. Like, right. But the whole idea about an accountability group is we know that like accountability and support really, really matters. So I'm going to give you the floor to talk about power hour, which is what the group is called. And Big shout out to Power Hour. Power Hour is fabulous. Your whole idea, I think, was to make, again, a workout plan that was easy for people to follow so they didn't have that decision fatigue where they're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, Because decision fatigue leads to indecision, right? Is that they could be like, oh, I have a balanced schedule. It's created by you. It's a split schedule, meaning like we're hitting different body parts on different days with cardio. You've got a personal training kind of knowledge, your physician, you've done this for a long time. So please like tell us about power hour, first of all. And then I would love for you to just talk about really the power of both a support community and accountability as a whole. Okay. Now, of course I have so many thoughts on everything that you have said. Listen, you've got um, the floor. <laughs> yes. So for anybody that does not Peloton, I still hope that they will listen to this and consider making for themselves a schedule like I'm talking about or any kind of like scheduling and they can create their own accountability groups if it's like with your neighborhood moms where y'all say hey we're going to show up I've made this workout plan or y'all take turns making the workout plan and you show up together so this is applicable for everybody even outside of the Peloton world so the first actually workout community group that I had made which is not anything I'd ever done in my life before like I said I played high school sports and all but the first community workout group that I made was for a group of Peloton female physicians so I was I see I had a four-year-old and a two-year-old at home I was one year into working as a full-time physician my husband two years into doing that and I was pregnant with our third baby and I felt like I was drowning. I just mentally was just off the chains. I was like, I need some time for me back. I was used to having my time to work out and do some self-care, but I had lost that. And then I plug for Peloton, you know, I didn't have time to go to the gym or I could, you know, go to the gym before leaving for work in the morning, but then I'd have to remember to pack all of the things. And then, and then I miss out on that time in the morning with the girls, you know, and taking them to school. If wouldn't be able That's to come time, back. right? We're already working out at 5am. Like at that yeah. point, you have to get up at 3.30 or 4. Yes. So having the convenience of the Peloton or any at-home workouts was, I mean, essential for me as a full-time working mom. And then, you know, just the ease of fewer steps, so decision fatigue, you know, not having to like pack a whole bunch of clothes, my workout clothes and my work clothes and everything else. All I had to do was roll out of bed and, you know, get on the mat or on the bike. And I would lay out my workout clothes the night before. So again, it's just eliminating all the steps and all the possible deterrents to getting to your workout. So I uh, created, well, I was wanting to do, there are these the power zone stuff that we talked about. There were just things that I wanted to do with Peloton, but I was pregnant. I was like, I need to wait until after I've had my baby to really get into this like rigorous activity. There was a strength program and on the Peloton bike and there was a bike program. And I wanted to do a combined calendar of the two. And so I made that calendar and I shared in the Peloton Female Physicians Facebook group, which has how many members, thousands and thousands of members. If there are any other people that are interested in joining me and the accountability of following this calendar that I've made, and again, it's you know pre-made for all of us. So you just have to show up and just follow the calendar. You don't have to think about it. And we'd love to have you. And so it was a group of about 25 of us. And that group is still going strong. And as Judah said, we've 
all had multiple meetups. Jude and I are, you know, like very close within the group. There are a few of us, you know, like very close. Francis and Christina and our little Raiders group. So we had this group and all have become like very close. And this was through COVID. So this accountability group was a community of support in all of the ways through COVID, especially as physicians, and also making sure that we were still working out and doing that self-care component also. And, you know, Jude, there were times when Jude would post, she's an ER physician, extremely busy and longer shifts. You know, I'm used to working like an eight to five, but you will work like 10 to 12 hour shifts. And I don't know how you find time to work out during those times, but sometimes what she would do is she would just do, she's like, I'm just, I'm committing to like a 10 minute core or 10 minute Pilates. And she motivated me, you know, posting all that motivated me at other times to do that too. I was like, you know, Jude was so good about doing her little 10 minutes. I was like, I'm going to do at least my 10 minutes, you know? It's been very helpful having the community of accountability. Just seeing other people posting about their workouts, it makes you kind of feel like a little bit of guilt tripping, like, oh, I need to do it too. You know, if people post about it, it makes it the norm, right? I think what it yeah. does, other than guilt tripping, is I think it normalizes it. And I think that's really what it is, right? They always say, like, surround yourself with who you want to be like. So yeah. I think it's that whole idea. As you use the word guilt trip, I would love to disagree that I don't think it's a guilt trip. I think it normalizes that healthy lifestyle where exercise and self-care is part of your day, right? Versus, yes. you know, we've talked about this, that we're in other friend groups where it's not normalized, where you're yeah. like, odd one out. But I think having this group of friends, it normalizes that we're all relatively fed and love exercise and are showing up that way and setting that example for our children. So I think it's a normalizing yes. of a very yeah. healthy behavior and a support. So go on. Sorry about yeah. that. And and pushing each other to greater heights. Like there are some people in this group that had never ran before. And then we have like ultra runner, Suzanne in our group, who now I feel like other people have been motivated by her. And she's been like their mentor, Diana running her first, I think it was her first marathon. I don't want to misspeak, but you know, I mean, just people running the distances that they never had before. So we've all like lifted each other up and motivated each other to go to greater heights, not only, you know, in our exercise, but also in our work lives, our professional lives and encouraging each other through our entrepreneurial ventures or our leadership positions that we're pursuing within our work. And just having a community like that has been absolutely amazing. It's not like anything else I can find in real life. And people always speak negatively of social media, but there's so many great things you can find from social media. It's like, I had to reach out to a network of 4,000 positions, let's say in PFB, Peloton female positions to find, you know, these 23 ladies from around the world, really from, you know, from Canada and from Australia, who are like-minded, you know, and me, and we are just such a strong, amazing group of women and really like push and motivate each other. And I am so grateful for that. So within that group, I was making these calendars, combining strength, and cardio and we were following those calendars and I've been doing this for about two years and I was just like as long as I'm doing this anyway I'm sure that there are other people you know who could benefit from this and so I created the power hour group where I could share these monthly calendars and you know I'm not selling anything I'm not making any money I'm just I just love helping people and empowering people and giving them the setup you know to succeed and pursuing their health and wellness goals that's what this you know calendar and sharing it now for anybody to see is all about and so the way that the calendar is structured for the Peloton people and also for other people, but um, to both aspects of this. So at first I was making my own calendars and then it, of course it was a bit of work and I had a newborn. And so I started following other workout calendars that were available through other groups that do Peloton. But for those calendars, if I wanted to do all of the strength component and get in my cardio, it would take me more than an hour. 
And I didn't have more than an hour. I work out generally from 5 to 6 a.m. in the morning. I could, I guess, work from like 4 to 6 a.m. Then I would not sleep. So anyway, I needed something that fit within a one-hour block that would allow me to get a well-balanced workout in of cardio and strength in a day of recovery. And so that's why I started making these workout calendars myself because I felt like it was the best you know, combination of those things. And I'm very, I guess, kind of black and white and I like organization and structure. And I like knowing that Tuesday is my upper body day. Thursday is my lower body day. Friday is my full body strength day. And that's for that whole month, you know, and then each month we might change it up a little bit, but I like to know like what um, I'm working out that day. And sometimes, you know, I'd look at these calendars and it would be like, well, this week it looks like we did like two days of upper body and this day is maybe like a full body day. I don't know what we're doing here. Like I like to know what I'm doing. And, so, and there's a lot of research and science be- behind split terrain. That's the other yeah. thing. You're not randomly just coming up saying, this sounds yeah. fun. I yes. mean, I think now that we're learning more and nobody listens to more like exercise physiology, <laughs> like podcasts and whatever than Nelda Maria, yeah. just to let you know, <laughs> she sends you links and I'm like, well, I'm just going to go with you here. I'm not going <laughs> to listen to this, but we now know that it's a really effective way to train, right? Yes. And that's exactly the next piece that I was going to say is that the Huberman Lab, H-U-B-E-R-M-A-N Lab podcast, that's Dr. Huberman from Stanford. He has a huge following and talks about all things health and wellness in depth and science fact, all about the research. And so I discovered a podcast recently where he shared his workout plan. What he does is based on the experts that he has talked to in the field, you know, multiple of them. And it parallels, you know, exactly what we do in power hour, as far as like the intensity of the cardio that we're doing, the duration, how long the cardio is that we're doing, how many days a week we're doing cardio and the same thing for the strength. And, you know, it's about 30 minutes to 45 minutes of strength, three days a week. And there's an upper body day, a lower body day, in a full body day. And then for the cardio we do on Monday, it's hard level of cardio for 30 minutes to 45 minutes. On Wednesday, we do moderate cardio again for 30 to 45 minutes. And then on Saturday, we do endurance cardio, which is 45 minutes to like 90 minutes of you know, lower intensity of cardio. And that's the same type of regimen that he follows. So yeah, and you don't have to, the evidence shows that you don't have to work out, you know, for over an hour a day to have the same results. And they literally do studies where they look at people's results from working out, you know, 10 minutes a day to working out an hour a day and all the different types of exercises that you can do. And the studies show that just even, I forget the exact numbers, but you could even do as low as like 10 to 30 minutes a day and have the same results as doing like 45 minutes to an hour, which was very, very surprising. And I actually just saw another podcast recently from let's say a neurologist who's very very popular of a study she was talking about where they had people just sit and think about exercising and their muscle mass was the same as people who were actually exercising I found this incredibly hard to believe but I mean this is a researcher a PhD she knows what she's talking about maybe I can find these podcasts and you can have them in like her links or something on YouTube the one from Huberman and then this lady I would love to just clarify for anybody whose interest is piqued. Okay. So the Facebook group that Nola Maria has created is called Power Hour. We will link it in the show notes. It is right now sort of based on Peloton workouts. Now, for those of you who don't know, first of all, the bike has become a lot more affordable, but there's also an app version. So really people would only need to like 
buy like an app subscription and they would literally have access to an entire library of strength, yoga, cardio, head training, running, biking, of course, boot camps, rowing, all sorts of stuff. She would love to have anybody in that group. It's a super inclusive group. You know, our tiny group is a close tiny group. So you don't get in there no matter how much you want to you know, be part <laughs> of it. Like, sorry, like we love everybody. And you know, it's our secret little <laughs> friend circle. And at the same time, that's why she created this big group really is because she wanted to include more people. And at that point, we had so much intimacy in our little group that, you know, we wanted to also keep that little group. So most of us are part of sort of both groups where Power Hour is just amazing. You have how many, 6,000 members now? Yeah, it's now 6,100. Yeah, so by the time we air this, it's going to be lots more. So for all of you, January 1 people or any other time people, like it's a great workout plan. It's based on signs. There's a great supportive community. And, you know, it can be done in less than an hour. And it takes the guesswork of what you're going to do about it. So you're not just kind of like doing nothing or doing less than ideal because you're not sure what you're supposed to do. You know, I think, our friendship in the Peloton definitely got us through the pandemic. So I would definitely, definitely say that. Now, as people are listening, before we go, I would love for you and I to go back and forth, right? And we're going to play a game that I've never played with any guests. You will give one practical tip on how to succeed at exercising. And I'll give a practical tip and we'll give like our best top 10 or 20 tips. You want to play that game? She doesn't know I was going to play this game. I love it. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's start with the best practical tips to make exercise and well-being part of your day. Go. Yeah. So I have recorded a TikTok on this and I share it all the time in our Facebook group. I beg and plead with people to have an accountability partner. And accountability, large community is great. The calendar set up for you is fantastic. But when, the number one thing that like really, really makes me show up, even when I don't want to, is having this one person, Samantha, a physician in Louisiana who I've met one time, but I've worked out with a bazillion times. We text each other the night before. She's especially good about texting me. I need to up my game and say, you know, this is what I'm doing tomorrow. You know, see you on the mat. And so that has been the number one thing that has helped me. And I think would help other people too. Having a, a single, a, a small, you know, like one to three or something group of accountability. Awesome. My first tip would be to actually schedule exercise. Like you schedule anything else. Like Nilda Maria knows 5am is her workout time, I am not quite as consistent as she is, but on the days that I work out, it is on my calendar like any other meeting. Yeah, it's a great tip, 100%. Your turn. Yeah, those are definitely the major ones. And then as I talked about before, laying out like my workout clothes the night before. And at first when I was starting, when I was really having to get into this routine of getting up very early to work out, I would even have my water bottle ready. <clears throat> I would like fill it like halfway with water and put it in the freezer. So I didn't even have to fill it up with ice. I would just get it out of the freezer and like fill it with water and then I could go. So think of any necessary steps you need. We have a coffee maker that would automatically go off in the morning. So if I would wake up, I would smell the coffee and that also kind of motivate me to get up and get out of bed. So yeah, having your workout clothes laid out for you the night before, maybe like your coffee ready or your water, things like that. I was going to say the same thing. I love that tip, the whole like remove any obstacles, right? And when I first started and it was harder for me, I would even get on the bike in my pajamas. Okay. So me you know, whatever you need to do. So remove any obstacles. I guess seeing that you took that one, my next one would really be like, try different parts of exercise until you find one that you love. Even though we say, 
look research shows this that, and the other like even though like I love Pilates so I do a lot of Pilates and it's just what I love and that makes it just so much easier to be consistent so I would say like try new things see what you love and you know like it's so much better to do an exercise regularly so find some things that you love yeah, 100%. I try and say that too in our workout group and just to my friends who aren't into Peloton, you know, they've tried and they just don't enjoy it. I'm like, that's okay. You know, like, I'm not for pushing anything on anybody, but I am about pushing you to keep exploring and trying different things until you find that form of exercise that you like. It might be tennis, it might be badminton, it might be, what's the new tennis pickleball. like? Pickleball. Yeah, pickleball. Um, so, I mean, maybe, you know, try committing to something for a month or something, but then just say, you know, if I don't like it, I'll just try something new. Like, please just keep evolving and trying, you know, new things. And like, for me, I'm honestly getting a little tired of like just doing the bike all the time. So I'm like, I'm going to get the Peloton treadmill is coming out. You know, I need something a little bit new, you know? Okay. So another tip for being accountable and consistent with your workout routine is that, I mean, like you said, that just, just show up. So like say at the point we don't have a calendar or something, but like for me, it would be like, I just had to get to the gym. I might not know what I was going to be doing at the gym that day, but I just knew I had to get there and I might not have been feeling it. I might not have been, you know, feeling energized or anything, but as soon as I would get started, inevitably I would end up being there for, you know, at least an hour, like, you know, just keep going. So just, you know, just show up. And then Mel Robbins has this five second rule where she, I mean, this is the five second rule is like what she says, just kickstarted her life she was in a, a huge funk this lady is an inspirational speaker and kind of self yeah, and a, a life coach yeah for people who I don't love know how real she keeps it like she keeps oh yeah it real she, yes 100 so it was like she had lost her job and her husband's business was failing or something or the other and she was very depressed like wouldn't even get out of bed but she would just for some reason she had started this thing when she would wake up in the morning she would just count five four three two one and then just put her feet on the floor you know so same thing for you know if you're getting up in the morning to work out we you know it's gonna be the first thing that you're gonna be doing that alarm goes off just count five four three two one and just go that takes the like the cognitive you know like aspects out of it where you start making these excuses and everything it just puts you more like on an autopilot like just get your feet on the floor and you will go same kind of principle of like just you know just show up to the gym <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's okay to not feel like it, right? And even mm. people that do it regularly, and I think when people haven't been in the game in the while, they're always, but I, you know, yeah, it's okay if you don't feel like it. Sometimes you just got to do it, right? And yeah. um, I guess my next tip is like, you talked about the power zone challenge, but one of the things we do a lot too sometimes is the Apple Watch challenges. And so it's that same thing as like in way, way back when we would do it, we would try to win the Apple Watch challenge, but now we just call it the close the rings challenge, where basically mm -hmm. you commit to doing, you know, your standing and your burn calories and your exercise calories and the minimum is really 30 minutes. So we call it, you close all your rings again. You have a team of four people. You text each other, like you motivate each other. And again, if today I want to do an hour of biking, that's wonderful. If tomorrow it's a busy day and I, you know, my, one of my kids is sick and we went for a walk at lunchtime, like, you know what I mean? That's our activity and exercise for the day. So I think like you mentioned the power zone challenge, I think again, joining these little challenges that almost gamify Exercise, 100%. I think, is another great tip. 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought The that. last tip of the day, and then we'll be done with this game. 
Okay. You're like, thank God. No, I love it. I mean, you guys, are you kidding? You know, I love this stuff. I could talk about it all day. <laughs> thank you. I'm so glad I have the opportunity to do this for an hour. I wish I could do this every day. So to elaborate more on yours and then the last tip um, that I have. So the Apple Watch challenges. So I had said that the Power Zone challenge is going to be my way that I kickstarted off of the house fire to get back into my exercise routine. But actually preceding that, ended up joining one of the Apple Watch challenges like a week before it started with you and Christina and Francis. So good to be reunited in that challenge. And that's actually what even got me started even sooner than I was planning on. So yeah, I mean, that, that had me working out for the goals for each person is like a little bit different, but you go to the app store, search for the challenges app, and then you can invite friends to compete in like individual challenges, or you can have teams of four and, you know, you'll see all that on there. You can go through the steps and you do a minimum of 30 minutes of exercise, I believe, you know, and then you have to stand for a minimum of it's like a nine hour challenge. And so the standing is that you have to stand for one minute straight within each hour. That's how you, you don't have to be. You don't have to stand. You just at least have to get up off your desk. Like I think that's yes, yeah, just which, at least get up off your desk. Yes. Which is, it, it is only when I'm doing the Apple Watch challenges, I'm a radiologist. And so I sit at my desk all day. It's only when I'm doing the Apple Watch challenges that I'm very good about making sure I stand up and even like go to the restroom. I like hold it all day. So it's only with the Apple Watch challenges where I'm good about that. And I feel so much better. So yeah, so those are fantastic. The last tip. So if you fall off the bandwagon, if you're like, you you feel like you're a failure, you didn't show up last week, you didn't achieve your small goals, like don't give up. It's not all or nothing. You're in this for the long game. It's a journey and don't be so hard on yourself. Give yourself grace. Like I said, I was in this funk, you know, and I didn't beat myself up for it. You know, I was like, you know, I'm just... I'm going through a lot right now and it's okay that I'm not in the mood. Like I know that I'll get back into it and it'll be okay. And even after, you know, sometimes of recovery, you come back even stronger. The last time that there's something about September now that I'm realizing it, the last time I had a long lapse, like that was, it was in September, like two years ago or something. And it was like two weeks of like not exercising really two or three weeks. And when I went and got back on the bike, I hit a PR that I've not been able to hit since then. <laughs> and that was like there is a personal ago. record for those of you who aren't in what oh, the lingo. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So recovery, you know, is essential. So say you've been at it and then it's for a week or two, you're like just you're over it, you're feeling miserable, maybe you're sore. That break can be actually good for you. But I just encourage people to like don't give up, don't throw in the towel, give yourself grace, and you can just hop right back in. I that was like the perfect tip to end. <laughs> this game and the segment on because I think you're absolutely right like everything it is you said it so beautifully it's not an all or nothing right it's a journey you're thinking about your life and your health in the long term right it's not about whether you meet your 20 pound goal or your 30 days of uninterrupted exercise like this year it's really about being the healthiest you, being the wellest you, if that's a word even. <laughs> and, you know, like, again, most of us like are sort of like, you know, in the, the we're, I'm in my forties, you know, and, you know, we're thinking about, yeah, what kind of moms do we want to be? What kind of grandmas do we want to be like, you know, I don't want to be that person that they have to push in a wheelchair on the cruise. Like, right. I mean, Hopefully I love that long, but you know what I'm saying. So thank you for that. Lola Maria, you're amazing. You do it all. Like I said in the intro, like wife, mom, physician, power hour creator, like wellness champion, all of the things. 
thank you for sharing yourself with our audience. It was such a pleasure. And before we go, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and your power hour group? Yeah. Okay. So my Peloton leaderboard name is Rad Mom Doc. Rad. Are there underscores in there? Yeah. Rad underscore mom underscore doc. And that is also my Instagram account, which I will sometimes post the Peloton workouts there. But the the main place that I think y'all would all probably like to go is the Power Hour um, workout group on Facebook. So if you Google Power Hour Peloton, then you should find us. It's a red picture. And then just wanted to show too. This is an example, if y'all can even see, of the Power Hour schedule. But y'all just join the Facebook group and you can see it in all detail. <laughs> yes. And it's printable. She posts links. Like this is a whole thing. Okay. Yeah. It is really meant to make your exercise as successful and without sort of taking the guesswork out of it. So, well, again, thank you, Nilda Maria. Thank Thank you, you. everybody, for listening. And we will see you next time. And please share your goals with us. And we are cheering you on in your exercise and life goals this year and always. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Aesthetic Doctor podcast with Dr. Judith Borger. We'd love to connect with you outside of the show. Follow Dr. Borger on Instagram at Dr. Borger and find more online and ways to work with Dr. Borger at www.theaestheticdoctor.com. Until next time, be well.